0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will and I'm your host. And if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, it's Friday, April 16th. If you're watching us live on YouTube, it is Thursday, April 15th. Taxes are not due today because the IRS did extension. I hope. I think. Somebody told me that. I'm just buying it. Um, anywho, uh, joining me to break down a mailbag. The man, the myth, Ryan Wilson, and, of course, uh, the cat, the killer, John Breach. Wilson, before you say, hey, 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 I have a question for you.
1: I'm just stopping by
0: to. It was actually wasn't a question. I just wanted an excuse to play, like, oh, well... stop, stop. Oh, hold on, hold on.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Wilson,
1: stupidest football analyst in the
2: history
0: of the earth. <laughs> this is still my favorite thing. One week later, uh, the f- hashtag fire Ryan Wilson TikTok, uh, discussion is, is live and hot.
3: How do you feel? How do you feel about it? One week into your uh, TikTok celebrity exploding? I do find it ironic that the actual stupidest NFL analyst on the planet was playing. The clip of me being called the stupidest NFL <laughs> panelist on the planet. <laughs> so I take some, <laughs> I take <some>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> two and, sound drops <laughs> and a and a hole of the computer up to the microphone tick tock I, I think
2: the funniest thing here is that Wilson literally had never been on TikTok. And then since last week, he's like TikTok's number one user because he's going down, <laughs> writing down names, taking numbers, taking right. uh user names. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get those guys who started that fire be. Ryan Wilson hashtag. That's not entirely true,
3: but Brisha actually did show us a link before we started podcasting, of all the uh haters out there, and the average age might be like eleven and a half. So I can't even <laughs> like, I can't fight back. I can't say it. He's got to be all right. Go go crazy, young fellow. We
0: and, uh I had some discussion with him about doing a home and home podcast. We'll we'll see what we can do. I I don't know.
3: Uh, by the way, uh, off to the top, I have my I have the first mailbag question. And oh okay. I, I think it's a great one, and, and it's sheer idiocy. Okay, Breach and/or Brinson. Would you rather be a pen or a pencil? <laughs> oh, um. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Brinson gets it. But you can answer the question, and we'll explain the details behind the question in a second.
2: Uh, it's a great, great icebreaker. <laughs>
3: no, it's not. Well, is, is there some deeper
2: psychological explanation? Uh, here? Maybe well, there j- is. J- Why don't you just answer the question? You pin. can't answer a question with a question.
0: <laughs> I want to be a pen specifically. I want to be, uh, my, um, I have a nice ballpoint pen that I usually have around here, but I can't find. Uh, I want to be a pen because you know what? I don't worry about making mistakes. I just scratch it out when something's screwed up and I keep on rolling. Also erasers, annoying and the sound of a pencil, terrible and very, you got to sharpen a pencil constantly. You don't have to sharpen a pen.
3: Wait. Uh, before you,
0: Incorrect. Before you answer, yes, obviously Breach. the answer is a pencil, so you can fix
2: your mistakes. No, not just that, but you can break me in half the pencil, and I still work. Now you have two of me, and you can sharpen both edges and write with both hands. going to be a pencil.
3: And Breach.
0: More
2: I, think, for I, your think,
3: I think one of us is a serial killer,
0: and That's it's right. not me.
2: <laughs> Breach has two
3: weapons. But uh Breach, tell them why I asked you that That's a stupid question. Uh,
2: So, BMAC and... uh Patrick Peterson, obviously, talking on their podcast. And what's, the, what's
0: the name of the podcast, Breach? All Things Covered.
2: It. Oh, he had to look it up real quick. He I didn't have it. to look up anything. I know the name of the podcast. Uh, so, and P twice is telling the story about the weirdest questions he ever got at the Combine. And he goes, of course, the weirdest one he's ever gotten Hold came on. from. Don't, don't, don't tell him who. He'll guess who but go ahead and tell the story. Okay, so he said the weirdest question ever was he got asked... If he would rather be a pen or a pencil.
3: <laughs> now, if you had to guess of the 32 teams, Brinson, which team would have asked him that question? Uh Whichever one was employing Jeff Ireland? I don't know. Um, uh,
0: oh, the Bengals, obviously. I out. saw a brief tweeting about it, yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh also on this show, we will open up my
2: Ugh. top shot pack that I'm about to purchase, a cool cats pack. Yeah, you know and that, and that um, will be the last two minutes of the show. Wilson and I will be have checked out by then. It'll just yeah. be just Brinson uh at showing him showing you guys his top shot. So um yeah. Do not stick
3: around for that. And don't turn <laughs> off the podcast yet because we will not stand for this. Uh what is what is the line in um Vic Lebowski? We will not stand for this man, what is it? Tyranny? Anyway, we're not standing for it.
2: Well, I think the funniest thing is that we're going to get the engagement numbers for this episode, and uh it's going to skyrocket at the end of the podcast when Brinton opens his Top Shot, and then we're just going to have podcast going forward of Brinton opening Top Shot packs.
0: Top Shot packs, I purchased, I've got it in my collection, mm-hmm. and it's doing the little thing. It's just saying, pick six want, Top Shot. Do you want to open it? Do you want to open it? Um, we'll wait on opening it anyway. Let's get to the mailbag. But first, I should point out in the feed as of this moment. Five, count them, five quarterback, sp- quarterback prospect profile podcast. Whew, that was fun. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. We previewed all guys, dove into the specifics of them, their strengths, their weaknesses, their ceilings, their floors, both in a prospect comp or an NFL comparison sense and in terms of where they might end up going drafted. Um, much appreciated Josh Edwards, Ryan Wilson. Chris Trapasso, Emory Hunt, and the great Tom Fernelli jumped on to talk about it. Um Tom's discussion is actually how we ended up uh I ended up getting on this this conspiracy theory that the 49ers smoke screened um for Justin Fields, which we can talk about in a minute. But on Monday, mock draft Monday 10.0 with Ryan Wilson plus more prospect rankings different positions next week should be exciting. As a reminder, if you're not already watching us on YouTube, you can do so youtube.com slash pick six. You get pick six episodes before the podcast drops. And if you have a smart TV, I, I actually do this all the time. Like I'll watch uh, like Rick Gaiman does. Uh, he does stuff for Rick Rungood. Uh, he's obviously for CBS sports too. The first cut um, I watch uh golf DFS stuff from him. On, uh, on, on YouTube. Like it's actually, it's nice if there's something that's, you know, like you want to consume a podcast, but you don't feel like sitting there with your phone blasting in the living room, fire it up and watch our, uh, beautiful mugs on your TV. Gregory Rousseau, a name you'll be hearing from Sunday on Sundays next fall. But why wait to hear, why wait till next fall to hear him? You can hear him now. Projected first-round pick was on this week's episode of All Things Covered. with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. The Miami product details his relationship with fellow Hurricane and fellow super-tall defensive lineman Calais Campbell and shares that three teams in the NFC East have expressed heavy interest in him for the entire conversation. Follow All Things Covered wherever you find this podcast. Okay, at the risk of potentially dating our uh, content... Um, I would like to very quickly ask you, Ryan Wilson, on a scale of one to 10, how bat bleep crazy is, have you, have you heard my full uh, conspiracy theory about the 49ers?
3: Not this one. I've heard a lot of other ones, but go ahead.
0: Okay. So here's my theory that I'm operating on and I am encouraging people to bet on Justin Fields third overall pick plus 250 and the over Mac Jones. Draft position three and a half plus 150 or or thereabouts, maybe higher or lower, depending on what your book is. And the reason I'm doing this is that I have decided when the, 49, the 49ers are drafting Justin Fields at three, the reason when they tr- made the huge trade the other day, the reason why the Mac Jones buzz came out immediately, like everybody, Chris Sims, Daniel Jeremiah, Adam Schefter, um, Rap Sheet, Lock and Four, everybody's like, ah, oh, it's for Mac Jones. It's obviously for Mac Jones. It's not for Mac Jones. That was an elaborate smokescreen from Kyle Shanahan to throw – the Jets off his sit because everybody who works for the Jets used to work for the 49ers, including Mike LaFleur, their offensive coordinator, who's been working with Kyle Shanahan since 2014. Kyle Shanahan knew five weeks out from the draft, if he jumped up and everybody was like, oh, it's for Justin Fields, the Jets would do their due diligence on Justin Fields and would consider Justin Fields at number two. At this point, though, they're too locked into Zach Wilson, and I think next week we'll start hearing buzz about the 49ers taking Justin Fields third overall. It'll be too late for the Jets to reverse course, and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch will have created an elaborate smoke screen to throw people off the set and convince them that Mac Jones was the guy at number three, but it was Justin
3: Fields all along. Your thoughts? I don't hate it, but I don't know. Why is next week too late for the Jets to change their mind? I, they're too committed. They're in on Zach Wilson. You can't, like— Why?
0: I don't even know if they send anybody Did they even send anybody to Justin Fields' second pro day? You do you need to? to?
2: Yeah, yeah, you don't need to. You can still draft a guy.
3: Yeah, do well, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, Joe Douglas can take Justin Fields at two. I don't think that's even that crazy. But um, I think you're you're nine steps into the ten step process, but the tenth step is they can certainly change their minds at the last minute.
1: Oh, of I course, I of course they
0: get, but I, I, they have sold themselves on Zach Wilson. They have gone to ownership and said, Zach Wilson is our guy. If you then go to Woody Johnson or Chris Johnson, you're like, hey, uh, you know what? <laughs> Kyle deeked us a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're worried that Justin Fields might be the guy. What is it? Like that's, you can't
3: do that. Well, point. we don't know that they went to ownership. Sometimes ownership, especially with the Jets, they have been the ones. You, sort of, I, I I would disagree. I think you have to go to ownership to trade Sam Darnold. Well, my point is this: like Woody Johnson could be the one pulling the strings as the puppet master because that ownership situation, as we know, is not stable. So he may be the one dictating what happens. That's all I'm saying. What if Urban Meyer
0: is taking Justin Fields one overall?
3: Well, um, I heard that uh, that Justin Field, uh, what's his face, Trevor Lawrence has a playbook already. So that would be really weird. Wait, wait, whoa! What did you like, hear that on Twitter? or Did you hear that? Where did I hear that? I don't. Maybe one of the radio spots. I can't well, he's remember.
2: been doing Zoom calls with the Jaguars coaching staff, so and that because that would, would
3: definitely be against the NFL rules. <laughs> so I'll tell you this, Princeton, and I haven't. Told I, what's
2: him. that like? If uh Trevor Lawrence just finds a playbook out on the street, it's not against the NFL. That's rules. against the NFL rules. Yeah, who cares? That's
3: fine. That's right. But I will tell you this, Princeton. I was talking to a, a league source recently, and they think and this is the first time I've heard this that Justin Fields is going through.
2: Let's go! Let's so, go! You know who else I, thinks Justin Fields is going three? Reach Joe Thomas.
3: So I don't think. I mean, at this point, I don't
2: and think anyone. And Joe knows.
0: Thomas, for those that don't know, coached by Kyle Shanahan, also boys with Alex Mack, who is who just resigned. So
2: you would think, just having spent an entire season with Shanahan, he'd have a, a an idea of what kind of quarterback shanahan might be looking for
3: yeah but i mean using that logic chris sims is really tight with kyle shanahan he said mac jones like no one knows that's at the end of the day no one knows no i mean look i i i, I, I
2: have
3: i have talked myself into i like that the justin fields angle i love justin fields i think he has been unceremonious unceremoniously crapped upon by the media like the, the nfl teams know what he is and like him for what he's good at but you know i say it all the time if the draft for february 15th we wouldn't have time to be picking these kids apart.
0: Um, Drew as Hurst noted in the YouTube chat, you can join us, uh, and, and chat live with us. Debo start, finally allowed me to see comments again. Uh, Fields is closer to Lawrence than any other QB is to Fields. And this is where I would point back to and really encourage everybody to go listen to the conversation that Tom Finelli and I had on the Justin Fields quarterback prospect profile podcast, which is in the feed. Uh, should be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it's in the feed. It's, um, Tom and I sort of, like it's, cause I think, I think when we get into this process and we start getting closer to the draft, it's so easy to push guys up the draft board and to sort of drift away from what was obvious the entire season long. And what was obvious the entire season long is that Justin Fields is freaking good. You know, and, and I think that he, like I would probably take Justin Fields number two overall. And I'm not, I, 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 and I'm not even like a huge Justin Fields guy.
3: <laughs> I am now. I'm somehow now. I'm now I'm in Justin Fields quarter again. You are the quintessential example of just being the last thing you hear is what you're locking in on like Fornelli got in your ear and Fornelli, I listen to part of that I mean I understand what he's saying I don't disagree with much of it and I've said all along like if Trevor if what's his face Justin Fields was coming back for another year he'd be Trevor Lawrence in 2022 he's played a year and a half Justin uh, Trevor Lawrence played his first two seasons in the sophomore year for the first half he sucked and you know I thought that Justin Fields was actually better in year two than Trevor Lawrence was so I think he's going to be really good. I just think that, um, you know, depending on what you're looking for among these teams picking at the top of the draft. And I think all these guys are going to be gone, these top four guys anyway, by pick five. I mean, I don't think Breach's Bengals mm. are trade. Breach's, Bre- Breach's Bengals ain't trading down. I don't I, think. I, I, well,
0: it's, I think you're, I think that's certainly possible. And that's, you know, that's what's going to make this draft really interesting too, is that
3: Atlanta at four. I don't think they're taking a quarterback. No, I think, no, no, no. I don't think so either. I think they trade down. Um, if they do trade down, someone will come up and get Justin Fields, obviously, or Matt Jones or whoever's left. I, I agree with that. I think the only problem
0: with that is Carolina was willing to move up there. Uh, Atlanta said no dice. Uh, yeah. you know, they're like, listen, we're not, yeah, no offense, you know, Panther people, but. Yeah, we're the Falcons and Terry Fontenot just came for the Saints. Like he, he's not getting, he's not handing the Panthers a free shot at a franchise quarterback. Uh, so that's why they went out and got Sam Darnold. And then I sort of wonder if the Falcons don't think that trading to 15 and 19, which or nine is doable with the Broncos maybe, but 15 and 19 feels like a little bit further than you'd like to go at least. The- at least Before, relative to what those t- Washington and New England would pay for the, 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 the price. Well, they'd have up.
3: to pay a premium. They'd, they'd have to pay a San Francisco-type premium. And Exactly. For the Broncos at number nine, I think I'm off. I was on and off and off. I think, I think I'm think i off them taking a quarterback. GLC reported that they like Teddy Bridgewater. That's a possible destination. So if that happens, you're not going to have Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, and draft a quarterback at nine or move up for one. So I think maybe they're in the trade-down market or staying put and taking a defensive player.
2: But I'm not really. if you're Denver and you stay put, there's always that chance that a quarterback falls in your lap because it might be too steep for some of these teams to trade up to four with Atlanta. So, I mean, we all agree that Atlanta could stick at four, make their pick. The Bengals stick at five, make their pick. I don't think we'll see the Dolphins trade again. So all of a sudden, if you get to pick six, the Dolphins don't trade with anyone. Good, good plug there. Nah. And now then you're at pick seven. Uh Terrible podcast. <laughs> You're at pick seven, and so you're the Broncos, and you're like, all right, there's only been three quarterbacks taken. There's still two guys we like. We know Detroit's not going to take one, and we know Carolina probably isn't going to take one. So I actually think the Broncos are in a pretty good spot, but like you guys said, the price is so steep for a team like New England to move up that far that the only team that really makes sense to move up in the top ten is probably Denver.
3: Yeah, Uh, if they have Teddy B, Andrew Locke, you're not drafting a quarterback, are you? Well, I got you.
0: no. No, no, no. If they if they trade for Teddy Bridgewater and Teddy's going to have to take a pay cut for that to happen, I I believe then I would rule the Broncos out of taking a quarterback. I, and- I don't
2: think they would trade for Teddy before the draft cuz wouldn't you would you rather have Teddy at, you know, however many millions or you have a guy in a rookie contract that could maybe be Trey Lance or maybe it's Mac Jones if he falls in the Euro- you like there are quarterbacks you could land on a rookie deal and you're gonna yes. want that and, over Bridgewater.
0: And the Panthers traded twenty twenty two draft picks for Sam Darnold, so I think they'll be fine making a Teddy deal after the draft and just getting a twenty twenty two like third rounder or fifth rounder or whatever Here, you have might, your throwaway.
3: Have your finger hovered over the dunk button. This from Jason Lockham for uh, on April 14th. Would be very surprised if Teddy Bridgewater is not in Denver by draft weekend.
0: Oh, ho ho Up high, down. Um, take, take that breach. All right, so we're we're going to answer just point out two more questions in the chat real quick and then we'll get into the actual mailback. Sorry in advance, Steve. But uh George Maddox says divisions matter less now with the 17th game. Maybe the Falcons should have traded even with the Panthers. I agree with that uh to a, to a certain extent. Like I actually think there's a compelling case to be made that you should trade in your own division because if you take assets, like if you give if, if you're giving somebody in your own division like an asset that you don't want, or that like you're willing to give up. Maybe it's not that great an asset in the first place. As you're thinking about players. Maybe you're trading Sam Darnold or something like that. More importantly, if you trade with the Panthers and you take a f- Panthers future first round pick, like you're, you're hurting your opponent in your division. So I mean, I think there's a case to be made that it cuts both ways. However, if you trade with the Panthers at four and they come up and get Justin Fields, he's going to come at you twice a year. Like with a vengeance like that. I mean, you know, that's is—that's a slap in the face to a guy like that. And so I I don't I don't want to have to play a guy that I could have drafted twice a year or or risk the possibility that the fan base or the owner is outraged at the fact that we passed up on a guy who beats our ass twice a year.
3: Yeah, but I mean, he could also you don't know that the quarterback situation. So you just have no idea how these guys are going to turn out. For sure, like, I, if yeah. If he's big, a bust,
0: it's a huge win for you. If he has to put a
3: thousand dollars on one of these five quarterbacks, well, be successful three years from now, like who are you who are you bet on? Well,
0: like, I Trevor Lawrence
3: is. Actually yeah, but one. he's going to Jacksonville. Jacksonville historically has not been great at you know. Who knows what this is going to look like? Fair point. Like I have no idea. Like,
0: imagine telling somebody that it's in twenty fourteen that Andrew Luck will have been out of the league for two. You know, what I mean, like like right. two out of the, or you know, like you like you said the other day, Wilson. You know, imagine telling somebody in 2017 that Carson Wentz is playing for the Colts in 2021. I mean, it's, and Doug Peterson
2: is fired. All right, one last question. And We're Andy Dalton it. plays for the Bears. Oh,
3: one crazy.
0: last question. Ali S says, So there is no chance Carolina takes a quarterback if there if one is there at eight? I think there is a chance the Panthers can yeah. take a quarterback at eight. Will they look stupid for trading for Sam Darnold if they take a quarterback at eight? Yes, yes yeah. they will. Would That's they? The thing. Have they picked up Sam Donald's fifth fifth year option yet? No, no, they haven't, which is at least
3: interesting. And so that's, I I think that's more as a, Hey guys, we're thinking about taking a quarterback at eight. You call us if you want to trade up just in case we change our minds. It it might be. I, I, I think if Justin Fields is there at eight, they'll take him.
2: And, And the funny thing is that fifth year option deadline is the Monday after the draft, which is like perfect for Carolina because you can sit there and be like, all right, it, say you love Trey Lance or Justin Fields, whoever it is, if you have this one quarterback you love and they're there at eight, yeah, you take them. And if they're not, then you just take another guy, and you know, Darnold's your quarterback. So you're kind of in a win-win situation. You can never have too many quarterbacks. And, uh you know, Darnold's on his rookie deal playing that fourth year. The new guy would be on his rookie deal. So it's not like it's that expensive. Uh Yeah, I don't think it would be that crazy with the Panthers take quarterback.
3: But my only thing, here's my conspiracy theory.
2: Uh-oh. Matt Rule
3: like and, co- and the coaching staff, exactly. Was in the senior bowl. They saw Mac Jones up close and personal. Once the 49ers moved up to three and they knew they couldn't get the four anyway, because we just talked about the Falcons being there. They said, okay, there's no way we're getting Mac Jones if that's who the 49ers want. So let's go to plan B, Sam Darnold. So it doesn't matter. I think if someone else not named Mac Jones is there again, that's my conspiracy theory. And one last thing, cause we, you know, there's two, two teams on the social media nets, either your team, Mac Jones or team Justin Fields. I'm, I love it. I love it. I'm on both teams, but let me ask you guys this. So. Matt Jones obviously is an old school quote unquote quarterback. So, and Justin Fields is is more of what we see last five, six, seven years in terms of what the quarterback is turning into. So let's say best case scenario for both of these guys moving forward from 2021 to 2031. Would you rather have Peyton Manning as Matt Jones, or would you rather have Patrick Mahomes as Justin Fields on your roster for the next 10 years? Mm. I'm just saying that those quarterbacks are, those are the paths that I'm putting them in as best case scenario. If they, Turn out to be ten out of ten Hall of Fame type players. So, who would you rather have? I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Breach, would you rather have Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes at their prime, obviously from age twenty-two to thirty-two? Mm. It's re- it's that's
0: re- a really tough question because you know the entirety of Peyton Manning's career.
3: But well, you Patrick- know that Patrick Mahomes ain't falling off a cliff. He's going to be better. He's gonna I- he- Right. Could get injured. He could, I mean, I'm saying, could happen. Just, just assume he gets incrementally better each year. He won a Super Bowl in his second season as a starter. <laughs> like, and he was a D4
0: and offsides away from being in a three straight.
3: My point is that this is, it's not a slam dunk. You, you can sort of make a, the case for either one. They're completely First. different type players, one in different ways. And I think that maybe that's perhaps the, the lens we should view quarterbacks who have different styles instead of just saying, you know, one guy sucks and the other guy sucks, or one guy you love and the other guy uh someone in the
0: chat asked <clears throat> excuse me are you are y'all accepting questions in the live show uh yes we're not going to do the whole mailbag as a live show but if you have a good question we will add it to the mailbag uh debo he has a good one right below that we don't have to answer it right now we'll get into the mailbag questions but let's uh queue it up for a little bit later about who uh, players this is a good one let's save that one um mailbag. Oh, breach <clears throat> <laughs> Mailbag. he just stole it it's okay good job Give Tua a chance. This is from Roly at Curry via Apple Podcast. Hey, guys, love the pod. Been a daily listener for three years now. Mm. My question is, thank you for listening. Appreciate the loyalty. My question is, why does it seem like most people are ready to give up on Tua already? It's certainly fair to say his rookie season was underwhelming, but we can't forget about the circumstances surrounding it. Pandemic season, no offseason, no OTAs or prison, all, all while rehabbing a career-threatening injury. Not to mention the Dolphins weren't exactly stacked with weapons last season. At one point, Jakeem Grant and Isaiah Ford were his top two options. Josh Allen's rookie season was worse, but there weren't nearly as many takes saying the Bills should give up on him. Even Deshaun Watson trade rumors aside, it doesn't seem like many are giving Tua a fair shot to succeed.
3: That's fair. That's absolutely fair. And I think part of that is rubbed off on Matt Jones being considered something of a slouch because he comes from the same program, thrown to the same players, protected by the same offensive linemen with uh, the same arm issues and the, I don't say lack of mobility, but not considered a Josh Allen or a, or a, um, Kyler Murray or a Lamar Jackson. I get all that. So, but here's the thing. It's got to start happening this year and we all agreed during the course of the season that Ryan Fitzpatrick should have been the starter throughout. There's no reason to push two out there if he wasn't ready because of the hip or just because he wasn't ready to play uh, as a rookie, and that happens. We're in, a, in an age where these rookies, you feel like you have to play them if they're top 10, top 15 picks, and sometimes it goes horribly wrong, Dwayne Haskins. Sometimes you're left wondering, okay, what needs to be fixed, and can you fix it? And that, that's sort of where two is, I feel like. But you know, they can take Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase at number five. They get a running back in the second round. They have a ton of picks coming up. So you can surround him with, with players, and then I think at that point you expect to see some some real progress. And if you have Josh Allen-like progress in year two, and Josh Allen was still an unfinished product in year two and things came together in year three, I think that's a step in the right direction. But he has to do a lot of things a lot better than we saw last year. I don't know if he can do them in year two, but that, that's the direction you want to be moving when you draft a guy fifth overall, sixth overall, wherever he went. Fifth overall. uh Herbert was six overall.
2: Well, and I think one of the problems with Tua and, and, you know, cause I think the, the question asking about why didn't Josh Allen get panned as much for his bad rookie season. I think part of it is that Josh Allen didn't get outplayed by a 38 year old journeyman quarterback. So that plays into it because you're watching this guy who's supposed to be the savior of your franchise, Tua, and he can't even outplay Ryan Fitzpatrick. And this is the thing you're in a situation where all things are equal. You're watching two guys run the same exact offense. And one of the guys is just passes the eye test way better than the other guy. I mean, there was no one who thought that Tua played better than Ryan Fitzpatrick last season. So you're talking about the guy who's supposed to save your franchise and he can't even put out play. uh, You know, this guy who's played for like 20 NFL teams. That's a problem. So, uh, you know, I, if I'm a dolphins fan, uh, or just looking around and seeing the national perspective on Tua, there's a reason people are down on him. And we saw other rookies who did thrive, uh, like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. So there is this. <laughs> Andy Bur- Dalton. Yeah, Burrow yeah, yeah. played <laughs> well before he got injured. I yeah, think you're being going. a little unfair to Tua because
3: Ryan Fitzpatrick's not bad, number one. And number two, it was mentioned um by Royal at Curry, I think his name is, that he had the serious hip injury. There was no idea whether he going to No, no, I don't disagree sure, with that, but you said it, right. Well, they should
2: have been playing Tua because if you make it so that – if you're having success with one quarterback and that quarterback gets benched and you put the second guy in and he's not as good, everyone's wondering, why aren't you playing the better guy? So that worked against Tua. It's like the Dolphins were, were trying to build some sort of uh storyline of people thinking that he's not good. So,
0: Well, and, well I think it's not even – like that they were playing Fitzpatrick. It's that they were yanking Tua out in the middle of games. Yeah. I mean that is a when in you're situations. Coach, yeah. When you're when you're like, all right, we need to win this game, let's get the young quarterback we just been a top five pick on out of the game for this old grizzled, like bearded freak show and like who like throws, you know, I mean, whatever Fitz does, I mean he's a lunatic. But I, I think I mean, I think that, that undermines Tua, like to the fan base and to, you know, to, to his teammates and Brian Fitzpatrick yeah. can say all the nice things he wanted about it. The Herbert thing is key too. I almost feel like because, because of, because of the fit stuff where they're yanking it back and forth and because Herbert looked like, I mean, I, I, Patrick Mahal, I mean, like, I don't know what you think Justin Herbert looked like, but he was incredible last year. Mm-hmm. Um. Because of those factors and then when Deshaun Watson is available for trade and Dolphins fan, Dolphins fans were just ready to move on from Tua. And so I think it's not so much that everybody's given up on Tua. It's that like Dolphins fans are sort of. Wait, what does that mean? They're ready to move on from Tua. Dolphins fans are? They were, I mean, they were all like, let's get rid of Tua and get Deshaun in here before all that loss. Oh, well,
3: that's okay. Deshaun,
0: I just, I just think the message they got from the coaching staff. Like the fan base, and then the opportunity to go get Watson and swap Tua for him, and it felt like a, a done deal almost, just because of the assets the Dolphins had. I think all of that has sort of led to this, uh, this um very loud drumbeat
3: of Tua stinks. So, what does Tua have to do next year? Like, does he have to have a Josh Allen type year two? No, no, no. Um, year two, not year three. Josh Allen was still. I think he stuff. needs Justin Herbert to play worse.
0: What do you do? Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, he he needs to go out there and not look lost on offense. And, and who would... has
3: a better season, Tua or Mac Jones? In 2021. That's a spicy question.
0: Uh, depends on where Mac Jones goes. I think it's Mac Jones. If Mac Jones goes to the 49ers, it's well, Mac Jones. I mean, in theory, Jimmy G is starting.
2: So, yeah, assuming that. Yeah, so so if he doesn't throw a pass, that he's gonna be better than Tua. Yikes.
0: Uh, Next mailbag question. The 72 Dolphins of NFL podcast. The best there ever was from Josh Bretzing via Apple podcast. I love this pod. All caps. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, Josh. You're the man. I listen to it on the way to work every day. It's actually made me look forward to going to work, which I still can't believe. Put that on the back of the book jacket. Mm -hmm. Here's my question. (laughs) If you could put any two teams from the Super Bowl era into the next Super Bowl, which two would each of the super friends choose? My pick would be the 2020 Bucks against the 2007 Pats. It would be fun to see older Brady go against his younger, less experienced, but probably more talented self. That's a great question.
3: So any two teams,
2: they don't yes. have to necessarily play in the Super Bowl though, right? Is that what I'm reading that correctly? Or did they any be- two teams. In the Super Bowl era, you can pick any two teams to play in the next Super Bowl. So you could pick the Super Bowl one Packers or you could pick some team from that first season. Doesn't even have to be the Packers. I'm any going, team in
3: the Super Bowl era, Ryan. I'm going with the winless Lions versus the Hugh Jackson winless Browns. I want to see how, how <laughs> He's that works. Sick.
2: I would watch that. I want to I'd
3: see what excuse that. Hugh Jackson has for losing that game. Like, who's he going to blame for that?
2: <laughs> or, um, or the Browns win because Dan Rawlowski steps out of the end zone and Cleveland <laughs> wins
3: 2-0. Oh, that's a, that's a dunk from Breach <laughs> to another
0: network. Oh! Oh, oh yeah. Breach on ESPN crime. You know who I would pick? The 2006 Chargers versus Ugh. the 2007 Ugh. Chargers. Philip Rivers <laughs> gets his ring. Yes! North <laughs> Turner against Marty Schottenheimer. Which Rivers will get it?
2: Do you get a ring for a 0-0 tie, though? I hate you. See, Brinson and I think on the same plane which actually scares I mean, me. obviously because, you're gonna pick
0: a Bengals situation well I
2: was going to say uh the 2014 Bengals versus the 2013 Bengals because then Andy Dalton would finally get a playoff win, but I'm not gonna say that. Uh, that's
1: actually
3: that's actually why I jumped in with the Chargers
2: thing because I knew you were going to go to the Bengals. anybody
1: <laughs>
3: love Andy Dalton more than this moron? No, his wife, no, his no. wife. she that's doesn't love him
2: that much. Not. I don't know. So my other answer is going to be I think an awesome matchup. Ryan, you with the toilet bowl route. Ryan with the, uh, will went the, let's get Philip Rivers a playoff win route. I'm going to go the 2007 Patriots against the 1985 Chicago Bears. That's a good answer.
3: So I feel like the Patriots win just because of the evolution of the, the offenses, but I, I don't know. I mean, what about, so I, okay, I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to double down and say the 27. The 2007 Patriots versus the what was that the 2000 Ravens was that the Ravens team that won it all with that incredible defense like I want to see how much abuse Tom Brady can take against some of the best defenses uh, in the history of football <laughs> so I'm I'm down for the 85 Bears I think that Belichick would coach circles around Mike Dick and that in that perm he had back then with the mustache um, and I think that that uh, Patriots defense in 07 would certainly give Trent Dilfer some trouble <laughs> but I would like to see uh, those two defenses go up against the the best offense I think we've ever seen. That offense, by the way, there's, there's no question. Like the, the, the recent Chiefs offense isn't more high powered than that 07 team, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. That 07 team was incredible.
0: Uh, I will take, uh, in my non philip Rivers answer because, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously that's not the two greatest, uh, two greatest teams of all time. I think it would be really cool to see, let's say the 87-49ers. Ooh. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find, uh, I, I'm, I want Bill Walsh against Bill Belichick is what I want. So like 07 Pats against, uh, 87 49ers. Breacher, Breach, you got pummeled by the 49ers in the 80s. Your, your dad did. What, uh, what would be the, what would be the best 49ers team to have matchup against?
2: Breacher? I would say the best 49ers team. The 87 one did not even win the Super Bowl. Uh, but the 84 team actually played the Dolphins in the Super Bowl went 15 and one. Mm. Uh-huh. So everybody,
0: everybody, let's, let's not forget, I mean, Eli Manning's
2: won two Super Bowls, a bad Giants team. So it's not like the Super Bowl winner is necessarily the best team. But I would say there. the 84 49ers is probably the best team that Walsh had.
0: Okay. All right. 84 it is.
2: Walsh versus Belichick. Man,
0: I just want Walsh versus Belichick. I mean, that's all I want. Um, I, I, like you, cause you could go with the 89 or like a, you know, one of the early nineties, maybe the 94 49ers. I don't, I don't need George Seifert out there. I want Walsh. Well, Walsh and Belichick in the Super Bowl. That'd be incredible.
3: What would the score be if the Green Bay Packers, who won it in 67 the first Super Bowl, played the 2007 pa- Patriots? Like Belichick versus Lombardi. 500-0.
2: Yeah, Belichick. the Patriots would win by seven touchdowns. Do
3: you think so? we like, I mean, yeah, were talking
2: about the differences between the 85 Bears, who are like the most athletic defense for a while until so the game has li- changed, the players changed. What's the line? 40
3: years difference in football.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: I mean, isn't the, isn't the Len Dawson smoking a SIG at halftime photo from that game with against that Packers team?
3: It may have been like from the, <laughs> that from the like previous Tom week. Tom Brady's
0: like injecting like avocado steroids into his All arm. Right. Len Dawson's chief and cig, and is, in SIG. The line is,
3: the line is 28 and a half. <laughs> what, what are you taking?
2: Uh, I mean, probably the Patriots. I'll Three? take the Packers. I don't think Belichick's running up a score on Vince Lombardi.
3: Oh, he will. Ooh. He, he would 100% run the score on it. All right, so yeah, I mean forty years difference in football. Obviously, and he couldn't even
0: run out the score on Tom Coughlin. I don't know if he's run out the score on Lombardi.
3: <laughs> what do you what do you think Lombardi's saying when he sees Randy Moss six five, two hundred and ten pounds, <laughs> out there running a four two forty? Holy Moses. what? Um,
0: what who's like the biggest who would have been the biggest player in the on that team. Like who would have been I'm just trying to think. What if
3: they had any I don't even know if they had any three hundred pounders. Like Michael David Smith would be the guy to ask about that. He he's sort of are we talking si- is, are, is this sixty six is that right? Sixty seven was this January sixty seven was the Super Bowl so the sixty six. Right.
0: Oh yeah yeah all right. I got this team up the biggest player on that team two seventy five.
3: Two sixty. All right that's a problem. That okay. Is a, that, that is, is a definitely
0: problem. a problem. You know, imagine, I mean like the fastest forty on that team is probably like a four seven. Not
3: even, it must be a bit slow. Like a four, like five one or something
0: like so that. Imagine, Randy,
2: who's covering imagine the, Randy uh,
0: Moss?
3: Imagine <laughs> the left guard at 260, uh, walking out there and he sees-
0: Oh, here's, here's a good comp because
3: we have, uh, Herb Adderley. Yeah. Who's, I, is, I don't
0: know if, is, is he in the Hall of Fame? If he not. Might be. He might've recently got it in, actually, I guess. Like yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. So Herb Adderley, five time Pro Bowler, three time Super Bowl champ, Hall of Fame all nineteen sixties team, four time all pro, five time NFL champ, and a Hall of Famer. Hell yeah, he's in the super he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, he was six feet tall, two hundred five pounds.
3: And he's their star cornerback covering Randy Moss. Have fun with that, Herb. Six feet two five is actually Comparable for what you see now from cornerbacks, but uh, obviously you. Well, that's fine. Through, he ain't covered Randy Moss. He didn't go through the
2: combine drills. He doesn't. Randy a, a Moss is to... running a fly route on every single play and scoring a touchdown.
3: Imagine being the the left guard who weighs two sixty, and you see Vince Wilfork over there. What what are you doing? You quit
2: football. You don't even play the game.
3: I mean, like I
0: don't. I don't even know if they knew what a nickel back was. Like you got Wes Welker out there just running across the middle. Like somebody get a linebacker on this feller. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like
0: who's who's this little ant crawling across the middle?
3: All right, right, twenty and a half. So text uh, text Prisco and see what his response would be. very curious. I, I think you guys are. Underestimating it. I think it's a, a 75 point margin. Okay. No respect to the Packers, <laughs> but like evolution is just evolution. Like clear, no, no, clear. that's what,
0: that's what we're saying. I think yeah. it's a, I mean, you really point hit a
3: little bit on 28 and a half. And I was like, no, it's, it's. What's your line, Debo? I mean, 42? What's the 42? Debo's putting every top shot he's got on points. Yeah, Yeah. All right. So 42 point spread. You're taking the over. Yeah, I'm taking the the Patriots. Hey, you're taking the Patriots,
0: <laughs> Ryan, a real gambling savant here. So you're, so you're yeah. taking the over if it's a no, 42 but you points.
3: It, you're taking the over on scoring more than 42 points. Uh, the difference, the difference between 42 points. Right. Yeah. I, I think Prisco is going to hit you back and and say, you know, the Packers keep it close. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a text out to Pete <laughs> to Pete and oh yeah,
0: he's like, you don't understand. Bart Star was a gamer. Learn the um, game. Learn <laughs> the game, you
3: fool. Yeah, two uh, dolphins versus you know last year's Chiefs. He's like, he's probably picking the dolphins.
0: I love it. I like that this question got Debo off fired up enough to dive into the podcast. Okay, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll answer more mailbag questions.
1: Visit roberthalf.com dot com today. All right, got a. I actually got a text, not from Pete, but from
0: my 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 good friend Garrett, who is um, who is watching. He's 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 probably annoyed because he wants me to open this Top Shot pack so he can find out who who I got in the pack. But he says he would hammer plus twenty eight and a half and the mm, Packers. What that? He's an old soul, that Garrett. Uh, okay. Clearly, okay. Mailbag question. Great pod. This is from Bearcat Flash. Love the pod, especially the Super Friends banter. Miss Sean, eh, whatever. But it was fun hearing his Bears woes regarding Andy Dalton. My question is this. If you had to come up with a new primary sponsor for each NFL team, what would they be? Bonus points for funny puns and regional affiliations. For example, the Bears brought to you by Hyundai. The Cleveland Browns brought to you by UPS. Tennessee Titans brought to you by Princess Hot Chicken Shack. Keep up the good work. Obviously, we're not going to do the entire NFL. But uh, if you got any ideas... Breach, I'm sure you've thought about this with the Bengals.
2: Well, I, and the obvious one for the Bengals, you sign up with Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger becomes your mascot. You fire Hootay. I'm sorry, Hootay. I love you. But you get Tony the Tiger at every game just instead of that <laughs> hot dog cannon, you have a Frosted Flake cannon just shooting out cereal to the kids. And then after every touchdown, you know, the, the guy who scores dumps milk in a bowl. I, I mean it's it's brilliant i think Kellogg should needs to get on this the bangles need to get on this so i'll i'll be the conduit here i'll make it all happen uh but yep frosted flakes bangles is my first one
0: i think that's probably not going to get topped by anything else that's an incredible answer um I'm gonna go. I'm gonna... but, but may, i was gonna suggest maybe let's not use real milk because milk's oh God. You know, we have the milk or oh just milk. or just water that looks like milk you don't and need you don't need, you don't need a giant bowl of milk sitting in the so, like Cincinnati sun for four hours on a, on a Sunday. That's going to smell.
3: All right. Not sure. We haven't had the, uh, the milk hot take of the week.
0: Yeah. Milk is trash. <laughs> That's fine. big
3: milk hot take of the week. So we're back. So there's a little Sean to throw back to you. Yeah. What uh, about the Patriots? You're deemed to be evil in some segments of the football viewing population. What about Homelander from the boys being their mascot? <laughs> he, he comes out, just sets the field. Breach, do you watch the boys on Amazon Prime? Well, so instead you can I have know what the, it is. The New England Patriots brought to you by
0: Amazon Prime, presented by Homelander.
3: Yeah, because Homelander is uh, you know represents America. His his uh, little superhero suit's braced on the flag. He burns people with his laser eyes, sort of in the uh, 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 Superman Gone Wrong. And I feel like he could he could bring Bill Belichick into the stadium, hover him down, put him in center field or, or at midfield, excuse me, and then start the game that way. And then. When things start going not the Patriots way, he can just fire up, uh, you know, burn a hole in the, the opposing team's quarterback and problem solved. Hmm. I like
0: it. I mean, I would, I mean, is the Panthers brought to you by like Max Speed Shop, like barbecue? The, is that the Tuesday?
3: Ashboro Zoo?
0: <laughs> I, that's what I was thinking too. I, I thought about the Ash, the North Carolina Zoo in Ashboro. It's actually the statewide zoo, but it is in Ash Ashboro. I don't even know where Asperger is. I've been there, but I don't know. It's, uh, south of High Point, like 45 minutes south
3: of High Point. Oh, okay. There Not that go.
0: anybody knows where the hell High Point is. Um, it's about an hour and a half from Raleigh.
3: Furniture capital yeah. of the world. That's it hilarious. is the furniture capital of the world.
2: Uh, like, well, I, I also think that Samsung or Apple, one of those yeah. two companies, you buy the chargers, you change their logo to an actual phone charger. Mm-hmm. Boom. Everyone wins. <laughs> That's I don't know how word. that hasn't been done yet. So what is that
3: what does that look like, the phone charger? Yeah, like
2: are a you... little it's got the cord in the back that goes around it can be shaped like a lightning bolt if they want, and then the brick up front. I don't you know. I'm not I'm not an artist. You know that. I mean pretty often have a Ryan Finley tattoo drawn.
0: I mean, we gotta get the Raiders sponsored by some casino. I mean, how are they not already sponsored? You know what I mean? Like the Las Vegas Raiders presented by Caesars?
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, what? That's um, not as
0: fun as breaches. Two brilliant ideas. This is a very breach question. I like
3: it. Yeah, I wish I'd seen it ahead of time. I would have prepared like I did for the candies for each quarterback. That was fun.
0: Okay. <laughs> we did a 45 minute, like, got <laughs> drunk as hell on red
3: wine podcast on candies for all yeah. quarterback. I need to look that up. Uh, w- let's come back to this later because I want to
2: think about these because I don't want to just. <laughs> all
0: right. It. Well, all right. Well, let's. uh Well, maybe we'll do a separate all season podcast where
2: we do these. And we, we got time. We will go through every single team.
0: More importantly, Ryan, as Ryan points out, he doesn't prepare. Huh. Uh, March Madness and the Masters may be over, but the sports calendar never sleeps. The NHL trade deadline. Daily the trade NHL trade deadline's over. Nobody cares about it. Nobody wants to see Blackburn talking about Russian dudes who get shipped from Carolina to Buffalo. Daily NBA, NHL, and MLB action. The RBC Heritage Tournament, NFL Draft News and Rumors, UEFA quarterfinals. And you're home to stay in the know for all of it. CBS Sports HQ. CBS Sports HQ is the only. Sports news streaming service that's completely free. How to watch it? Easy. It's available for free on your computer, your mobile device, or your connected TV via the CBS Sports apps. Or if you're more of a YouTube person, subscribe to CBS Sports HQ on YouTube for all the latest sports news videos on demand. Personally, I never, ever, ever miss a big sports big story in sports because I turn it on first thing in the morning and leave it on all day while I'm working. And I'll leave you with this. If you're a sports news junkie like me, no sports network is faster with breaking news than CBS Sports HQ. All right. Ten out of ten show from Scotland. Hell yeah, thanks, Scotland. I love international listeners. Duncan McCall. Nice. Great name. Yep. That is a fantastic name. Hey guys, appreciate all you're doing from Scotland. You've helped me from first watching the sport and knowing almost nothing about it four to five years ago to knowing ever so slightly more about it now. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's 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 what we do. What, who do you think will be a better player over the next 10 years out of Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts? Spicy. The question partially due to interest and partially due to who should I take it 1-4 in my Superflex Dynasty League. Wilson, a Superflex League typically involves playing two quarterbacks. So that means that mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence will be the first guy taken. Uh, presumably Fields will be next, I guess. And then, uh, maybe Mac Jones. Well, it's a, three quarterbacks are really going to, this guy is going to pass on a quarterback and take one of those
3: guys. Who should he take? So I'm trying to think of, of comps. So Darren Waller or Julio Jones, like who are you taking? Uh, well, Julio Jones, but, uh, oh, yeah, yeah
0: 100%, 100%. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, I mean, maybe scale the wide receiver back a little bit. Like do you think, is Jamar Chase that good?
3: Um, Yeah, I was trying to do like Darren Waller. Like, okay, so uh, Travis Kelsey slash George Kittle or Julio Jones, like whoever the top receiving tight end is in your mind. I mean, for me, I think a lot of it, I
0: cannot believe I'm going to say this, but a lot of it is where they're going to go. So if Jamar Chase went to the Bengals, I might take him over, Kyle, if it's Kyle Pitts to the Falcons at four, Jamar Chase to the Ooh. Bengals at five,
3: which is how I think it's going to play out. That's a lot of production for both those guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're both competing with two other very viable targets. Uh, yeah. Julio, but so who, is
3: Travis Kelsey and so is Julio Jones.
0: Right, right. But I'm saying, I'm saying that so like Kyle Pitts would have to deal with Julio Jones. And Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst, I suppose, for one more year.
3: Um, Jamar... I, I just realized, I've been saying Amari Cooper is the other, other wide receiver for Julio Jones uh, in Atlanta when I've been talking about Kyle Pitts. Oh, for, oh, for really. oh,
0: nice. Good for you. This guy, he's just a draft guy. He doesn't know the he was league his, at all. He was
3: moron. Uh, that's um, the worst, that's the worst, by the way, when you realize in the moment, like, oh God.
0: <laughs> so I think, I think that like, you're going to get two years of Kyle Pitts with Matt Ryan. You have an offensive coach in place that they're going to be patient with him. Pitts is, I, if you asked most people around the league, you pick one guy out of this draft class who's definitely going to be in the hall of fame when it's all said and done. I think Pitts, like Pitts would be the pick of a lot of people just because the quarterbacks are so risky. Maybe you say non quarterback and he's the easy choice. Uh, so I'm going to take Pitts because of tight end scarcity, but the idea of Jamar Chase like teaming back up with uh, Joe Burrow is very, very enticing.
3: Here's the, um, the thing I say quickly that you can go ahead and breach. Um, in terms of like last year, Chase, Chase Young was a slam dunk as a pick you can make and feel great about it. That's Kyle Pitts for me this year. So yeah, I like him slightly more than Jamar Chase, but I love Jamar Chase too.
2: I would go Chase here, not because he might end up with the Bengals and put up huge numbers with Joe Burrow, even though that would be a reason I would pick him. Uh, but I like Chase here just if you look at tight end production versus Receiver production like chase doesn't have to be the best receiver. If he's a top 15 receiver, you know, you're going to put up 80 receptions. There were 19 receivers in the NFL last year that had 80 or more receptions. There were two tight ends that had 80 or more receptions. So it's just a matter of Pitts is going to have to automatically be Travis Kelsey or Dan Waller out of the gate in his rookie year, which doesn't seem Possible, you know, like you guys said, if he's playing for Julio Jones, he's going to lose some targets. Even if he has a fantastic season for a tight end, that's like seventy-five catches, seven touchdowns, and you're one of the top tight ends in the league. If Chase has an average season, that's as good as you know a a way above average tight end season. So I just think that Chase will see more targets, have more opportunities, and because of that, will have a bigger year. Maybe next four to five years, I would say. So I say Chase.
0: I get, I, I, I might trust the Falcons not to screw up Pitts more than I trust the Bengals not to screw up Chase. How <sighs> dare you say How
3: dare
0: you. I mean, that's, I'm dead, dead serious. Uh, yeah, I would take, if you, have, and it also depends on, you know, what, what your roster looks like. If, if, you know, if you're sitting there with like a tight end who's not that great, uh, Ali S makes this point in the chat that if you have, if you have, if you have decent receivers on your team, then get the tight end and like Kelsey's getting older.
2: You know what I mean? Like, tight end is thin, man. One thing I'll say about the Bengals, though, and their defense is they have actually done a pretty good job of drafting receivers minus John Ross. But, you know, we're talking about a solid track record where one guy hurt you, but, you know, they they had Muhammad Tanu, A.J. Green. You go all the way back that far if you want to look at more recently. T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd. Exactly. Odd and Tate. So there have been some really good – productive receivers and they haven't even all been in the first round. So when you bring in a, a guaranteed star or a guy who should be a star like Jamar Chase, I, I think he'll be able to produce a lot in the Bengals offense. This
3: this is what grasping at Straws looks like, by the way.
2: <laughs> what? Marvin Jones?
0: Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> um next Marv, Marvin loved, Jones, you know? this guy who didn't do anything until
2: he left. I love um, He had a I, huge career in Cincinnati. I like Marvin Jones, I mean,
3: but but Breach, the Bengals have stunk for quite some time and you're talking about they draft they can draft wide receivers. That's great. I do think it's actually
0: interesting the, what the Bengals will do in the draft because Marvin Jones had 860, what are you talking about? He was good. No, he was good for Cincinnati. I didn't, I, he has 10 receiving touchdowns in his second year and 712 receiving yards. I
2: mean, all right. Okay. Um, he had AJ Green in his prime. Marvin Jones wasn't the number one receiver. If you got a number two receiver putting up 712 yards and 10 touchdowns, you're happy.
3: Breach has been waiting his whole life to make this argument.
2: Marvin Jones is listening.
0: Uh, this is like the, you know that, have you seen that drill tweet? (laughs) Like, you know drill? It's like the guy like just does the meme tweets, but it's like his tweets like, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I continue to insist as I slowly shrink and transform into a corn cob. Um, that's Breach. He's like, no, the bagels are great. The bagels are great. Uh, I think that, th- I would say this too. Let's say Jamar Chase doesn't go to the Bengals and ends up with the Dolphins. 100% taking Kyle Pitts then.
3: Yeah. I yeah. So.
0: The only re, the only selling point for Cincinnati is Joe Burrow. They see
3: What if 10- Jamar Chase goes to the Lions and Jared Goff?
2: Well, that's, so I was about to say. Smash if you're Kyle Pitts. If you're <laughs> Jamar Chase looking at, so you see the Falcons and, and say that the Falcons take Kyle Pitts and you're Jamar Chase looking at the rest of the board. Uh, I mean, five through nine, the Bengals are probably the team you want to play for. Yeah. Just the way they, they have, run their they offense.
0: Have, they have the guy who, who who he played with and he had 1,800 yards the last time we saw him on the field. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the team you want to play for. All right. Uh, this is from Ollie. I don't know if it's Ollie. Huh. Okay. Prince Ollie. No, I don't know. If we have an Ollie in the chat. I don't know if it's the same one, but whatever. Hey, Wilson. Yeah, he sent, me an,
3: he sent me an email, just so that's where okay. that came from. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This may be the Ali I I don't know. Uh, Long-time fan from the U.K. here. I'm curious, following the announcement that my Falcons are going to get to play a home game in London this coming season, how would you guys feel about a team, i.e. the Jaguars, being permanently based over here as an international franchise? Could you see it working? If so, which franchise would it be? Love listening to the Pick 6 Pod. Keep
2: up the good work. Thanks, So I
3: sent this to Debo because I knew that this is right in Breach's wheelhouse because he knows all things international. So, Breach, you can have the floor.
2: Well, I'll just say real quick, uh, you know, I think JLC actually wrote a good story on the possibility of a team moving to London a couple years ago. And the big logistical problem is the postseason. So, like, it works fine in the regular season. But once you get to the playoffs, if this London team is hosting games, you have to figure out how uh the, the Rams or the Chargers, if they have to play in London, they have to fly ten and a half hours uh, and what if it's a short week? What if they're playing Sunday to Saturday You're spending half a day on a plane, uh, changing time zones, figuring out where to practice? And so that is the big hiccup. If they can somehow figure out a, a way to make that fair, maybe the London team plays their playoff games in the United States. Like if it's Jacksonville, you play six home games in London, two in Jacksonville, and then any postseason games in Jacksonville. So I, I just don't see how, unless we – reintroduce that supersonic flight that takes like four hours to get to London. I don't see the playoffs being fair. By the way, that
0: is Ali in the chat. Uh, we got cool. multiple, multiple Brits in the chat, according to George Maddox. What a great Brit name. That is Uh real uh UK flair to the podcast today. I would say something in a British accent, but you don't want to hear it. No, I don't. Um Yeah, I don't, man, I don't uh, look anything. Anything is possible, I suppose. But um and the NFL will probably make it happen, just like they're ram jamming the 17 game season down our throats and we'll mm. ram jam a 18 game season down our throats in a couple of years. So we'll probably get a, a full time London team there. I, I think it would be really tough for the, the actual like churn of, of an NFL season and an NFL roster in particular when it comes to like, you know, you, you bring players in for tryouts during the season all the time. I mean that you know the 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 transportation, the price, the cost, like all of that gets is a wildly different ecosystem. Flying to London
2: for a three-hour tryout and then fly home.
0: Like you're a kicker, they're like, "Hey, we, we got to bring like." And but when you do these try, let's like let's say somebody's kicker gets hurt mid-season, you have to bring in like eight kickers, so you got to fly eight dudes over to London, and that becomes a real pain in the
3: ass. Yeah, I agree. I, I think. um the NFL has seen logistical hurdles before and had no issue forcing teams to clear those hurdles. So I don't think that would be a inevitable stumbling block, but it wouldn't be sort of ideal. To, to... I, w-
2: I will say that if you would ask me two years ago, I would have thought a team was going to be in London soon, uh, like in, by twenty thirty. But just because of the way the international thing is going right now, where now NFL is looking to play games in Germany as soon as 2022. And now it looks like they're more focused on uh, broadening their international horizon rather than putting a bunch of games in one city. So one, it might only see two games going forward each year instead of four.
0: I also think that COVID is maybe slowing down the expansion of like, I mean, if there, what if there was a London team that was operating during the 2020 season? You it couldn't have worked. They would have had, I mean, the, the Raptors moved to Tampa or something, right? Well, the,
3: I mean, they did play the, the English premier league season, so it could yeah, have, but they weren't
0: flying back and forth from America to
3: London. No, that's right.
0: Like you can't, you couldn't cross it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean like, like they literally moved the Raptors out of Canada to down to Florida. somewhere.
3: Hey, you meet in the middle of Atlantic, you play on an aircraft carrier problem. solved. I'm remember, appreciate ship.
0: They did that with Carolina and Michigan state one time. Yeah. They, um, that used to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, weird.
3: Hmm. Uh L.
0: Can Dennis, uh Mike ask, I guess on Twitter, question, uh and Ali says in the chat, by the way, a, a Super Bowl over here would be nice. That is happening. The NFL will have a Super Bowl in London. You, they, so? you oh, Time shit. difference. Time difference makes hey, it interesting. Uh, no, they'll they'll. If you
2: want more. to put it in prime time at like 6 o'clock Eastern, that's like 11. Kick, 2 a.m. kickoff or midnight kickoff in London. No,
0: sounds amazing. You get wasted and go to the Super Bowl at midnight in London? <laughs> It sounds That's, fantastic. Or, I'll
2: amazing. cover that. I volunteer to cover it.
0: Yeah, I'll cover it too. Um Question for the at pick six pod, which three teams would benefit the most and which three teams would get screwed if the NFL were organized by geographical region, i.e. Rams, Chargers, Niners, uh, Seattle, Arizona, Las Vegas, Denver, KC. Well, right there, the Cardinals, because they would have to play Patrick Mahomes twice a year. They would get screwed.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how we're how we're doing it. Are we doing this like north to south geographically? Is that how we're going to do it? I think
0: we're just clustering them. I Cause don't it, know.
3: Because here, I'll I'll show you what I'm looking at in terms of north to south, and this sort of helps.
2: I just put a map yeah. in Slack so you guys. My, my oh, my map! Oh, Wilson better. did it. Your map, map is horrible. So either way, but I think a right. Trash so, map.
3: <laughs> uh, so let's say that let's make five teams a division, just to for the sake of. Climate. No, it's
2: got to be four teams. You got to keep. How it is, Ron, you can't just invent things. But then what
3: happens in, uh, the, the central mountain zone there? With well, those? that's
2: what you have to figure out. <laughs>
3: Man, not, not catching a break. <laughs> All right. So knowing that, following breaches rules, I'm going to put them in the same division as the Chiefs, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and as the Green Bay Packers. Good luck, Bengals.
2: <laughs> Wait, what? That's a horrible
0: division. <laughs> All right. So like you, here's an example of one, like the Florida division or basically, you know, the, like the Atlanta Falcons, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Miami Dolphins would all be a division, right? Wait, yes, I wait, agree wait, with what, that. What was, what was the first team? Atlanta Fa- Falcons. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So, I mean, in that case, I, you know, if you're, um, I mean, if we're operating under current rosters, uh, you know, the the Buccaneers benefit in a in a big way because they get to swap out um Carolina and the Saints for the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Yeah. And I realize that the
2: Jaguars are up and coming and have Trevor Lawrence, but they're still the Jaguars. Not yet. Well, I think your biggest problem becomes you only have seven teams that are in the mountain time zone or further west. And so you put four of them in one division. That makes it easy to pick any of the four Pacific time zone teams. But then you only have three. So then you have to pick a fourth team from the central or eastern time zone to be lumped in out in this western division. And so that team is going to be Screwed over. All those teams are lobbying not to let it be the Chiefs, by the way. Like they're going to say, let's yeah, say- we don't want the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the
0: Chiefs and the Chiefs to Minnesota.
3: Yeah, we'll take the Vikings.
0: Uh, um, so let me ask you this. In this situation, I believe this is correct. Do the NFC North and the AFC East remain the same?
2: Well,
3: let's mix them up just for
2: the sake of no, it. No,
0: no, 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 no. Let's make it easier.
2: Wait, the NFC North? Yeah or do I the Colts probably keep it the same. You could put the Colts in there, but I think mm-hmm. you could keep it the same.
3: I think you would keep it the same and go Browns, Colts, Bengals, Titans. But the thing is the the uh, the Vikings could end up going west, in which case it would be Packers, Chiefs, Colts, Lions. You know pop- what?
0: I right, I right. let's uh let's Let's table this and come back and make it like a separate pod too, because this is a long
3: discussion. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, like, we we each need to actually like carve up the divisions and decide on how we're going to carve them up. Clearly, we didn't prepare for this podcast. I mean, we're,
3: yeah. So, I what what I will do, Breach actually probably has a spreadsheet, but we'll just do the. We should do like the closest distances. The four like you find the the geographical area that yeah the four teams fit in, and we'll we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. All right. So what we got two off-season podcast. These are great questions, by the way. Fantastic questions. We'll have, we'll build these out into a little bit longer. Um, in fact, we are almost at an hour now, so I'm going to assume that Debo would love me to push back these other two questions from a Canadian listener and one about bourbon. We'll push those back to next week um, and uh, we will, what was the, was there a question in chat that somebody asked that I said I was going to come back to? I'm all over the place today. Um, okay. Oh. Yeah.
2: Uh, someone, oh. <laughs> someone in chat did say that yes. the 49ers should be sponsored by Square because it's a square number. That's that, a good one. Pretty brilliant.
0: Um, all right. So this question Smart from listener. YouTube says from Arctic uh, Suresh says, if you could choose three players to commit a treasure heist, who would it be? Mine would be Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, and Tyree Kill. Why? Um, Tom Brady.
2: He's probably the brains behind the operation. You need I the mean, old guy. Who you like the hacker in the car?
3: He's like uh, George Clooney in Ocean's Eleven. I think I would go Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, and Bernie Mac. (laughs) That's not Ocean's Eleven. Hilarious. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I mean,
0: Tyreek Hill is is a good one.
3: Yeah, so you want Braun to knock the door down or whatever. That Aaron Donald seems like a great pick. Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's the getaway car, basically, for sort of turning
2: these guys into superheroes.
0: Yeah, you steal the treasure, hand it to Tyreek Tyreek Hill, and he
2: just takes off with it. I'm I'm taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. The guy went to Harvard and he's going to come up with the whole entire plan. I don't have to do anything, and I'm just going to let him supervise.
3: And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I actually like that. He will take chances. Tom Brady's going to be the most – he'll check down everything. Like Everything will be a check down. <laughs>
2: oh, whoa, we're only whoa. stealing half the money. We only have 10 minutes yeah. until the alarm goes off, but we exactly. have to be out in five minutes. Fitzpatrick's like, we're staying until 9.59. <laughs> <laughs> we're
3: throwing bombs, baby. We're throwing bombs. <laughs> yeah, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I think Aaron Donald and Tyreek Hill, I don't know who else would be. Uh, I'll throw J.J. Watt out there. JJ Watt is another, I, can't you Donald see
0: JJ Watt like, like rappelling down like, uh, down like uh, a line like to like into the room <laughs> and like knocking over a security guard. I can see JJ Watt dressing yeah. up in like a, a black, you know, all black, like, uh, Tom Cruise style mission impossible outfit.
3: Um,
0: where does, where does Andy Dalton fit into this? Andy Dalton's a security guard who gets knocked out. <laughs> I was going to say, he's the guy,
3: he's the guy you shoot first, the very first scene. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: But you're a lookout guy. No, def-
0: no, no. Andy Dalton is the guy. He's like when Tyree Hill comes sprinting out of the museum with the treasure and he's, uh, and like Andy Dalton's driving the Hyundai and like that's what Tyreek Hill steals <laughs> from him and then, and then, and then drives away
3: in the Hyundai. That's my car. Get
0: Don't out step, you, Your in. Lookout
2: guy is definitely a kicker because they just sit around at practice yeah, and, and watch stuff all day. You gotta so, have a lookout guy. So
3: Breach's list is Jim Breach, Andy Dalton, and in
0: his prime AJ Green, we <laughs> and got Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Joe Burrow. It's like Breach's legs broken. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Cam Newton would be a decent option.
3: Yeah. Uh. Again, this is something that we probably should have thought about. There, are a lot of a lot of choices. I'm going. I think, with,
0: well, this was this was posed in the chat. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that one. Okay. Uh maybe we'll circle back on that one too. That's a good one. That's a good question. Uh, be, uh we will take any and all questions, of course. Now, we're gonna wrap up the podcast. But okay. the, the 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 live show is not gonna end. We are going to open up the top shot pack that I got. You're sticking around to hear the, to watch this, Wilson.
3: All right, got a heart out in twelve minutes.
0: Um can we Oh, Debo, you know what? Let's Debo, you... share the screen. Let's share the screen. All right. I'm going to have to log in. So, uh, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't leave. If you're watching on YouTube, we're about to open up this, uh, this thing.
1: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it.